Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live on a Monday afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Joy and I did. We were actually in town this weekend. For the first time in several weeks, uh, we were not booked with a uh, cross-power meeting, so we had the privilege and the opportunity of being at our home church in Westerville. And it was it was good to be back. We love to be out ministering, uh, but it was good to be back home as well. Got to spend some time with our granddaughter uh, yesterday afternoon and evening. That was a good weekend. It was just a good, good weekend. Uh, Quick program note, at the top of the hour, we will be joining our friends, or actually they will be joining us, in Washington, D.C., Again, uh, their host is uh, is having some health issues. He's been doing well, was back on the air, uh, but today is just he's just not up to it. So I have the privilege of uh, guest hosting in Washington D.C. again, and that's fine. We uh, we enjoy the folks up in Washington, and boy, do they need encouragement. I can't imagine living in Washington, D.C. But anyway, uh, that's at the top of the hour. If you have friends, family, uh, tell them to tune in to 105.1 FM. W-A-V-A. 105.1 FM, and we will be simulcasting with them from 4 to 6. Well, the first story right on the top of the stack, I have in big, big, bold, black letters, N-O, and a number of exclamation points. No, 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 no. What am I talking about? Believe it or not, evidently, our own Ohio John Kasich is Thinking about running for president again. No! No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness, no. 
Uh, He has not officially announced, but at uh, johnkasich.com. Oh, there's a long political thing. Meet John. His vision for America. John Kasich is a national leader. Blah, 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 blah. He could unite America. Blah, 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 blah. And then I got this. Draft John Kasich for president from change.org. Well, no, change.org is radical left wing. Uh, No, 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 no. And so, again, it's not official. But there are all kinds of rumors swirling around social media today that John Kasich is thinking about Running for president again. Um, no. And I want to I want to handle this delicately. But um, John Kasich lives in Westerville, as I do, and uh, John Kasich frequences frequents a lot of the businesses that Joy and I do. And I ask anyone who has waited on John Kasich, served John Kasich, just ask them and find out how he treats ordinary, regular people. He does not treat people well. Uh, I've been on the other end of that a couple times. And uh, no, 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 no. Uh, John Kasich is still a registered Republican. But if you remember, he spoke at the Democratic National Convention because of his disdain for Donald Trump and his childish. You remember the Republican National Committee convention was in Cleveland. Well, that's an honor. And uh, the Republicans here in Ohio had lobbied for a long time to get the annual, or not the annual, the quadra, quadra annual uh, convention uh, here in Ohio. John Kasich was governor and he was so petty, so childish, he wouldn't even go to the convention of his own party. He didn't have to go and support Trump. All he had to do was, hey, uh, thanks for coming to our state. Wow, Ohio's great, and we just want to welcome everyone. No, he wouldn't even show up. He wouldn't even go. It's just Childish, petulant, immature, selfish, narcissistic. He is not the John Kasich that served um, in the House of Representatives. He is not the same John Kasich that served in the first term as governor. Something happened, and I'm not going to go into it because I've, I've given you my little theory. John Kasich took a 180 in his second term as governor, very early in his second term. 
And by the time he finished his second term as governor here in Ohio, he was unrecognizable. He was not the same person at all. And I think I know why. And, hey, listen, I've got little theories about everything, and I'm not going to go into it because I've done it before. But anyway, that is the uh, big rumor that's running around the Internet today. He doesn't have a chance, obviously. Republicans are not going to vote for him. He betrayed his own party. Can you imagine Republicans voting for a man who spoke at the Democratic National Committee? Democrats aren't going to vote for him. Um, it, the only thing I could figure out is just pure ego. Just to stoke his ego. And that I could believe. <sighs> I hope uh, John Kasich very quickly puts an end to this rumor. I have a feeling it may be true. Well, how well is the economy doing? Yellow Truck Lines, one of America's largest and oldest, I believe Yellow Truck Lines is about 100 years old, has uh, filed for bankruptcy, and it looks like it could shut its doors. Just close up shop. Uh, Probably the top reason, the economy, and then also the union. Yeah. Uh, They have 22,000 Teamsters Union workers with yellow trucking, and uh, they couldn't reach a contract agreement. And unions have chosen, unions have served a great purpose in the past. They have. But in so many cases, they cause so much harm than good. So you got the Teamsters and Yellow Truck Lines trying to hammer out an agreement. The uh, Teamsters won't budge. And as a result, 22,000 workers will probably lose their jobs. What, for 50 cents an hour? Who knows? I don't know what the negotiations were all about. Uh, It's sad and certainly an indication of how fragile our economy is under this administration. All right, my number 877-BOB-LIVE. We will return. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Okay, I'm not an electrical engineer. Don't pretend to be one. But um, when it is so easy to read research reports that indicate America's electric power grid is operating at just about capacity. Okay. 
And then you do a little internet search. How many new uh, power generating facilities are coming online in the next 10 years? Almost none. Uh, How much increase will we see in quote-unquote renewable energy? Uh, Wind, solar, Mm, a little, not much. So almost no research at all tells you that we are currently just about maxed out on electricity, and there's not a whole lot of hope of that capacity increasing significantly for probably 10 years or more. Okay, that's just kind of common sense and easily discoverable fact. And then, You hear representatives from the U.S. government say, we've got to use more electricity. We're going to take away your gas-guzzling cars, and you're going to drive electric cars. We're going to take away your gas stoves and your gas water heaters and your gas furnaces, and you are going to be forced to switch over to electric because electric is going to save the planet, and we need to use more and more and more and more electric I think most ordinary, common people would go, uh, do we have a problem here? Uh, Aren't we heading for a certain disaster? And then you read articles like the one I shared with you in the Los Angeles Times last week, where the uh, Los Angeles Times editorial folks said, you know, maybe some blackouts are just what we need. Maybe that's that's just it's this is just the sacrifice all of us are going to have to make for the good of the country, the collective. Now, what brought this all about is this headline Largest U.S. power grid faces level one emergency as Biden's policies take effect. Here it is. On Thursday of last week, the largest U.S. power grid operator, PJM Interconnection LLC, issued a level one emergency over concerns they would not be able to maintain adequate power reserves as customers deal with scorching temperatures. According to Bloomberg News, PJM issued a call for all power plants to operate at full capacity to deal with the increased use of air conditioners as much of the country went under a heat advisory. Uh, PJM says they provide electricity to over 65 million people across Delaware, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and the District of Columbia. So so again, you don't have to be an expert to understand we are maxed out on electric capability, and yet the far left and the government continues to push. We're going to take away natural gas, we're going to take away fossil fuels, 
and we are going to depend more and more and more on electricity. And you go, wait a minute. There's something terribly wrong with this picture. And then, as I said, the L.A. Okay, I, you know me. I am not into big conspiracies. But then I read the editorial from the L.A. Times. You know what? It's, we're just going to have to deal with some blackouts. Rolling blackouts. It's the way we're going to save the planet, and it's for the good of everyone. If you really love nature, if you really love the planet, and if you care for other people, then you will be willing to sacrifice electricity a few hours every day. And You know, you've heard me say this before. This is what they've done in communist countries. Please forgive me for the repetition. I apologize. But that was the thing that overwhelmed me probably the most. My first trip to Moldova 25 years ago, shortly after the Soviet Union had fallen, and still the Soviet influence was everywhere, in that part of the country. And the people of Moldova were told, uh, well, you're only going to be able to have electricity maybe two hours a day, and we're not sure what day, but it's for the good of the country. You must be willing to make sacrifices for the collective. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. For the good of the people and for the good of the country, you you must be willing to make sacrifices. It's all about control. And we are seeing this unfold in front of our eyes. Um, so what do we do? Well, hopefully we can elect people who will say, no, 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 absolutely no. Uh, Can we stop it? I don't know. I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm not a doom and gloomer. But, uh, well, we're sure headed in that direction, folks. All right, we'll be back, and uh, we'll be joined by our friends in Washington, D.C. 